another week of Have a Strong Weekend. I'm Andrew. And I'm Josh. We are up to letter G on our journey through the history of television, one exciting letter at a time. One exciting oddball kooky you know forgotten show at a time <laughs> often forgotten that's it we've these are yeah these are typically lost or forgotten doesn't mean they're bad shows no no not at all doesn't mean they're bad shows all. but they're forgotten yeah. and so this week last week we of course did ferris bueller this week we are up to the letter g and g drum roll please Golden Palace. <laughs> and I'm Not, sure anyone watching is going, huh? Is that what Chinese? <laughs> like we're getting Chinese food? Yeah. What was that show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fun, Not Golden fun stuff, Girls. Actually. Not Golden Girls, but Golden Palace. Yeah. Which was spin a off to Golden Girls. Spin off. Which is a spinoff of Golden Girls, which ran, I think, from like 87 to 92, ran for about five or six years. Huge monster hit. Of course, Golden Girls starred B. Arthur. <laughs> I can't say B. Arthur without thinking of a really funny joke. Betty White. Uh, maybe I'll say the joke. I don't know. This is, I don't know. We got to be PG somewhat. Betty White, Rue McClanahan. And Estelle Getty, who were Estelle Getty, man, those those uh those gals really hit it big in their senior years. <laughs> they really did. Well, B. Arthur, it's funny. Like at the time when Golden Girls came out, I just assumed that you, what what you just said that these were um, actors who really got um, you know hit their big break later on in their career and yeah. sort of the last legs of their career. But as you get older, you realize that uh, all of them, they had more to them, especially B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan and uh, Betty White had a quite, yeah. quite a storied past and had been on several hit shows from the seventies. And um, yeah, Maud, B. Arthur was Maud. Maud. She was in that, that, uh, uh, that era of All in the Family and uh, mm-hmm. different strokes and um, uh, what's the Dynamite? <laughs> what's that show? Uh, my memory is like really bad these days. I can't even like shows that I would easily know. Um, I wanted to say <clears throat> what's happening, but I know that's not right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know why I can't remember it because it's so. I know it really, really. It's with Jimmy Walker. I don't yeah, know why I know. Like, down on that. I don't know. Um, that's okay. Yell at us. There's yeah. some. Yeah. There's some big Jimmy Walker fan that's like throwing. That's his- my brain. It's not because it's not a good show because it is. But yeah, no, it was a good show. Um, yeah. But yeah, all those shows, and you know, a lot of, a lot of your um, variety shows always had B. Arthur. I, Betty White's been consistently in that TV zone for a while. Yeah. I remember B. Arthur also from the Star Wars holiday 
special, which was <laughs> which which came out in 1978. And, what an odd uh, choice! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're doing out, like all the Star Wars stuff, and she says up. She's like, like, he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. What's even crazier is that they asked her. Those 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 variety shows from the seventies. I don't know what was happening. I think too, too many people were on too many different drugs, and I don't I don't get it. I mean, they're they're really painful to watch now. I guess they were popular, but um, but yeah, B. Arthur played a yeah. bar, she played a bartender in a, in the in the monster in the alien cantina, and they sing a song. It's just <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. But um, weird stuff. Weird Estelle stuff. Getty, Estelle Getty, she uh, she she really was did hit it big at that time. I think because I didn't know her, and I still don't think I know anything that she was truly famous for. Like she hit it big as Sophia, and then uh, she was in like Stop on My Mom Will Shoot. Are you about to say <laughs> that, that, that that's part of hitting it big was being in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? No, no, that was on the way down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, dang it, I almost I almost hit it big. But yeah, she yeah, I don't think her name was as well known as the other three. Good times. Good times. God. God. How what what kind of hosts are we? We <laughs> can't even Worst. remember the names of well-known shows. The absolute. That's worst. why we're. That's why we're covering lesser well-known shows, <laughs> <laughs> so we can like just make stuff up and pretend that it's. <laughs> no one's going to even verify it. No, they don't yeah. care. No one's. No one's fact-checking <laughs> this stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, Golden Palace was a spinoff of Golden Girls. Very successful Golden Girls. Uh. TV show that was four women take you know retired living in Miami going through all kinds getting of, into all kinds of trouble. Uh, I think it's based on a true story, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Melrose Place for seniors. Like it really does get get weird um, sometimes. It's pretty hairy. It's they pretty eat hairy. cheesecake at midnight, just like <laughs> on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Uh, but anyway, so they the show ended after a few years, and I think what I've always heard, and again, I could be wrong, but what I've always heard is that uh, B. Arthur really wanted the show to, and maybe they all did, but I think mostly B. Arthur was sort of, was ready to, to put it aside and move on, and the other ones really wanted to keep working. So they had their big Golden Girls season finale, and then the very next year, they spun off into a show called Golden Palace. Now, the premise of Golden Palace, Josh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I don't know if I'm ready for this. You're not ready. So Sophia <laughs> Blanche, played by Rue McClanahan, and of course Rose, played by Betty White, uh, buy or invest in a hotel that is down on its luck it's um reducing its its overhead and it's losing money and so they kind of rat infested (laughs) (laughs) 
what else would be what else, what, else, what else would be wrong with it besides rats? You have rats probably. <laughs> what, what else? What else would be going on? Mold. mold. It is mold everywhere. Black mold. I mean, the building inspector couldn't even go in there. Asbestos. They find asbestos. asbestos. Um, people just living there. Just, I, I mean, um, yeah, street people living there. I mean. Uh, drug use, uh, prostitution. I don't even know why they decided on this bill, but they did. Yeah, they the they rats to buy this one. The rats are the chefs. It's like ratatouille. You got rats in the kitchen cooking and <laughs> the yeah, they got a good deal on it. So, <laughs> um, so the so anyway, so they um, they buy this they buy this hotel and. The cast is the three of them. The way they explain uh-huh. uh, the way they explain Dorothy leaving is that she gets married, so she leaves, and so it's the three of them who purchase the hotel. And the cast is rounded yeah. out with a couple couple favorites. Uh, Cheech Marin plays the chef. His character name is Chewy. <laughs> I know it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're literally like, yeah. You, you, I think his last name lesser. I think his last name was Castillo, so Chewy Castillo. I think that's. They're just like, can we just cram in a couple Mexican names? <laughs> like, that's yeah. dated. It's a little dated. Yeah. It was a long. It was a different time. And then Don Cheadle plays the the hotel manager, doing and, his best to make this uh, a, to to kick this into like an upper echelon of quality because he is trying really hard. <clears throat> and he almost does. He almost, he almost does. does. Yeah. When you watch him, you're like, he's a better actor than the three. Yeah. Than everybody else. You can kind of see it, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's one more cast member, Billy L. Sullivan plays. You got to have a kid. Like, it can't be the kid. Can't to, be the eighties. you can't. You got You can't have a. You can't have a TV show without a wisecracking preteen yeah. kid there to sort of make fun of the older adults. So Billy Sullivan. Yeah, if you, if you see the show, if you see the show is like just basically continuing without B. Arthur because that's is basically what it is. Uh huh. Then it, this would have been the moment that they added the kid. You know, <laughs> they're like, yeah. yeah, they just did it right from episode one, but. <laughs> They're like, okay, we just add the kid. He'll get the cute factor in there. Whatever happened to old Billy L. Sullivan? I don't know what happened to him. I don't, I don't know. I didn't research Billy L. Sullivan. Maybe I'll, I'll do a quick scan of him while we're talking. But uh, he yeah. plays a character named Oliver, which is an orphan. <laughs> I mean, like, can it be any more on the nose than naming the orphan <laughs> Oliver? Oliver? Yeah. Oliver? <laughs> They're like... Is it that? Why, is that not? A, why not? And it's also kind of an in joke with the whole Oliver from Brady Bunch. Like it's just, I mean, th- I guess that was the they, that was the first name that came. To, they were like, we need an Oliver type, and they're like, let's just call him Oliver. All right, done. Yeah, cousin Oliver. I guess it's, it's a nod to cousin Oliver. It is, and you can. I wish there was a camera in that writers' room when they were coming up with names because you know it was just like a snap of a finger. What are we going to call him, Oliver? <laughs> Done. Right. We don't need to think about this anymore. Don't think about it. This is going to be canceled real fast. Just, just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, so Billy Sullivan, I'm looking it up right now. 
was in a few things that you would recognize. And actually, now that I'm looking at his IMDb, I totally remember him. He was in uh, The Light of Day. Remember the movie with Michael J. Fox and Joan Jett? Yeah. He played the son in that movie. Bad movie, by the way. I wanted that movie to be good. Yeah, not one of Paul Schrader's best. No. (laughs) No. Um, Paul Schrader had some better hits than that. Yeah. He was in Goodfellas. Uh, He played... Uh, Right. He played, um, he was in, he's like a really quick sh- couple shots of his Like birthday hour. scene or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, and yeah. he was in a few other TV shows. He was in The Big Green. He played uh, one of the, the soccer players in The Big Green. Uh, uh, so he, you know, yeah. did a couple. He was in Little Big League. Uh, so. Is he still working? Do you see any like recent? <clears throat> I don't see anything beyond 2008. So, oh, you must have retired in two thousand. It's got a height. He was born yeah. in two. He was born in nineteen eighty. So, uh, th- this puts him right about twelve years old on this show. And what I learned from doing a very, very, very small amount of research on this show <laughs> 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 that he um, he he got written out of the show about halfway through the season. <laughs> oh man, you get. Written at a golden palace. <laughs> That's low. And of course, it led me to wonder how on earth, how does he get written out of this show? I didn't, I didn't, but I didn't care enough about it to, to go that far into it. <laughs> but he was, yeah. he was on the first six or seven episodes, and then they wrote him out by saying that his real parents came back and, and, and adopted him or, or took him, not, I guess, no, not like, adopted he's not. The audience is not responding to this child. <laughs> the, Write him out. The, the mid-season notes came back that uh, they needed to get rid of him. So they did. They got rid of him right around like the middle of the season, like, like episode 15. The show was on for 34 episodes. Um, and it's I guess it's fairly it, respectable. Yeah. I mean, it, it made it one season. And was uh, was summarily dismissed in May and, and not renewed for the 1993 94 TV slate. That's so funny. Summarily dismissed. What a great, yeah. Don't let the door hit you on we'll the way. We'll see out. you later. Golden Palace. Goodbye, Golden <laughs> Palace. Yeah. All right. So we got to talk a little bit about this particular episode. But before we do that, okay. before we do that, how about we show a clip? Oh, yes, please. Uh, this is going to be juicy. And then we can talk about what's going on and all that stuff. Okay, I just finished hosing out the dumpster and cleaning up the back out. Well, thank you, Oliver. I really appreciate your pitching in like that, as long as it doesn't affect your schoolwork. Maybe I'll make you our custodian supervisor. Oh, I get it. Handing out titles instead of raises? Well, I'm not biting. The old lady said she'd make it worth my while if I did some extra work. That's right, and I wasn't kidding. Here you go. A nice new shiny quarter. Hey, thanks. Now I can call the child labor board. I'll give you $5 later, but from now on, will you check with me before you do any extra chores? We have to watch what we spend. You know, things are a little slow around here. Good morning. What's up? Oh, I was just telling Oliver we have to do something to drum up some business. Well, I have That's an idea. That's not what you were telling Oliver, but okay. <laughs> what? I just 
Um, but anyway, all right. So there you go. That's, um, that's the program. Uh, um, funny. Um, yeah, it's like the, he's the sassy orphan, you know, but, uh, the dynamic is that you have Don Cheadle, the restaurant manager who is the foster parent of Oliver. So Oliver is, I think what he says is kind of true. He's probably breaking some major child labor laws by helping them out. But yes. um, I, so the episode, just to really kind of break down the episode really quickly is they're, they're, they're tied for cash. They're trying to find ways of drumming up business. They're trying to find ways of advertising. Rose has the brilliant idea of advertising by, uh, tying in with a local television program, offering the the guests of the program to stay at the hotel for free and trade off for free publicity <laughs> on the show. Now, the hiccup there is that the show is about uh, murderers set free. And so... It's like a talk show, right? And the they're going to interview show. murderers who have been set free. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay. They're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> Whatever you say, Golden Palace. <laughs> they've got to, They've got. They've got to work in a way to get everybody uh, all um, all nervous about murders possibly staying at the hotel. So, yeah. Um, lo and behold, a wacko does check into the hotel, and it's Bobcat Goldthwait. Which he get he gets a he gets a good clap and an intro like an I an intro, I noticed you know? that like, that was. I have that written down in my notes. He gets like a huge ovation, but like in 1992, yeah. what was he doing? Uh, he had, I guess he had enough momentum. You know, in in the 80s to 90s, it's like you could get you could be well known for like like mediocre fare. <laughs> you know, like he was in. A, yeah, he he never made it to mainstream as an actor or comedian. I mean, people knew him. Though, because he was everywhere, you know, he had he was a stand up. He was in. He had a bit part in uh, Scrooged. Uh, that was like he was in Trot, which was very well known. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, and I think he, I think he was just in a lot of different places, so people did know him as an '80s to '90s comedian. And that could so be was, another situation where they pump up the audience and they're like, okay, when Bob maybe, comes out, when he comes in, let's give him a, they're like, big, who is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll just do it. We're stuck here. Might as well just click cheer for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this show had some other pretty de- decent guest stars throughout the season, but yeah, so he comes in, he's a psychiatrist. Actually, he's not an actual murderer. And so there's a lot of shenanigans and misunderstandings until they find out at the yeah, very, they, they- very end. Nobody thinks to ask him, but so anyway, a, a couple of the dynamics are <laughs> a couple of the dynamics are the the manager Don Cheadle, and we're going to talk a little bit more about him in a second. But the, he's he's doing his best to run the the hotel as he sees fit. He wants to run it seriously, and yeah, uh, Blanche is being the owner. She's sort of you know putting ruling with an iron fist. <laughs> like I'm the owner. I'm the owner. It's kind of annoying. I'm like, <laughs> like every the audience knows it's annoying because it's like every she's not letting anybody do their job, and so she and Don Cheadle are like 
butting heads. You own a rundown hotel in Miami. Let's slow down, Blanche. Slow down yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, you don't even have any customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Wait till you have customers. Rose is wanting to put flyers on cars to, to attract business. I don't understand that hotel? logic at a hotel. Like what? I don't understand the the. Um... Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, Rose's but idea of offering yeah. a free margarita to everybody who checked in. I thought that was actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, they do it at resorts, you know, when you walk in and they hand yeah. you some champagne or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's a, always a good – booze is always good. Yeah, yeah you, you always get a ticket. You know, when you stay at a like, kind of a low-rent hotel, you get a little ticket at the front desk to yeah. uh, enjoy a half-hour yeah. flat beer. Yeah. So that's a mild, That's a mild laughs, you know, they, uh, the, that, that uh, reviewer – you know, he's going to stay there. He's, yeah. like, he's going to review the hotel and he shows up and, and, uh, Blanche, what, what is, uh, Don Cheadle's character's name? I can't remember what his character name is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he runs the hotel. He's the manager. And of course she's the owner and they're kind of at the front desk, butting heads. And then the reviewer guy who's going to review, stay there and review the hotel shows up and then they, you know, Don Cheadle's, they're trying to like one up each other on how to handle how the, our, their guest. And then Don Cheadle says, would you like some champagne or something, some refreshment or whatever? And he says, actually I have a coupon for a free margarita. And the audience <laughs> just goes wild. <laughs> there was, it was, um, it was, a, it was definitely a very seventies ish, eighties, thing to do to have this sort of who's on first back and forth with two characters. But like the thing that I noticed is that they're clearly good actors when that happens, when you're able to sort of riff back and forth like that. I'm always impressed when it always feels like very almost not vaudevillian, but it all, it always feels very old school television Mm -hmm. when you have these two characters that are basically doing like a routine um, you don't see that anymore. You know, it's very much. Yeah. Really the sitcom, the sitcom is kind of dead, you know, that, like that's true. I, it almost, that's one thing that when I was watching it, I was kind of nostalgic. I mean, definitely it's, it's uh it's definitely a spinoff because it, it mm-hmm. the jokes aren't really there. Like they were, might've been in golden girls, but I kind of felt nostalgic. I was like, man, they, they just, this sort of filmed play, Every sitcom in the 80s to 90s was a filmed play, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't any effects or anything. They're just like literally they have the sets look like a set. It looks you can even imagine people in the audience because it's like clearly this is like a play that is being filmed, you know, for TV. And uh, I just kind of missed it. I was like, oh, man, it's kind of cool that it was so low. You know, it always feels so low rent now. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. But, uh, it, it feels low rent, but it also, I think it's it's a nice, um, I don't know. It's a nice, it, it, I like it because of the way, because of how uh, just almost ancient that it feels. Because it's, yeah. it's, it, you have characters almost talking to the audience instead of talking to the camera. It's very, yeah. it, I don't know. There's something about it that actually is very, very appealing. I don't know that I, I kind of like. Like but comforting. Yeah, yeah. almost and just very familiar <clears throat> to me. Yeah. Um, 
and I think as we get through some of these, some more of these shows, we're going to see more of that. But, um, yep. But yeah. anyway, so the, the episode ends. Everybody has learned to, uh, be more get along to get along to be a little bit more compassionate with everybody's different quirks. Um, Rose, I don't think learns much, but that's but she never she does. Never did, she never does. Uh, <laughs> Sophia didn't learn much, but again, she never really does. But um, and, and she, I, she's she's hung over at the end of the episode. Remember? That's right, <laughs> hung over on 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 non alcoholic margaritas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, it almost felt like the show is really tailored around Rue McClanahan and maybe like, she's sort of the, like before it was Dorothy who was the central character, yeah, even, though, even though it was one. ensemble, it was still like, now it feels like, uh, yeah. Blan- uh, Rue I McClanahan. Agree. They had, yeah. They definitely had to pick a, a new lead, you know, cause B Arthur was gone. She was the anchor. So, and they were like. Well, we're not going to choose Rose or Sophia. They're the uh, they're the the comic relief that they jab their jokes and stuff. And Rose is dumb and Sophia is feisty, but they're not like lead characters. So they're just like only one left is Blanche. It, well, it just occurred to me that Blanche kind of plays the straight man as well as Don Cheadle. I guess they both sort of play yeah. the straight man. That are I mean, before Definitely. it was Dorothy who was really the straight man. But now it's yeah. it's 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 Blanche and she and and Rose and Sophia are riffing off of her and Don Cheadle. Yeah. But okay, so uh, I know we're coming to the end, but um, I thought was what did you think about Cheech Marin? I you know I went through his IMDb because I was like, what was Cheech up to in 1992? And he's got a very interesting IMDb. It feels like he sort of come and comes and goes throughout pop culture. But if you look he at does. his IMDb, but if you look at his IMDb, he's pretty steady. Like he works. He he had, and I'm not talking about just like one-off type shows. Like he voiced some cartoon characters in some pretty big movies in the early '90s, right around the time of this. He, of course, does Nash Bridges, and then he's in Tin Cup in the later 90s. And then, of course, he's in um, Desperado, and he's in uh, From Dusk yeah. Till Dawn. And so, anyway, he works. He's a pretty steady presence on television and movies from, I mean, well, of course, you know, his peak is, of course, in the 70s with um, – Cheech and Chong albums, and of course the Cheech. He and makes Chong that movies. joke in the episode. Remember I that joke that. he makes? Yeah. They make a mess. Yeah, he goes uh, to pot. Yeah, he goes. Does I look? Do I look like someone who would smoke marijuana? Yeah, which is <laughs> still the audience. Yeah, I guess it was still taboo then. You know. Well, it was clearly making. Uh, he was clearly making a reference to. Um, yeah, his all his, his like all his Cheech and Chong movies. Yeah, all his Cheech and Chong movies. <clears throat> but um, I, I mean, kids watching that today are not going to have any idea why that's funny or have any idea why the audience laughs at that because they're not going to know. First of all, they're not going to know who Cheech Marin is and they're definitely not going to have the historical knowledge. I don't think there's one kid searching for this show. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are not looking for the Golden Palace. No, no. I'm starting to see that our, our audience is really a niche, niche. We're, we're looking at a niche demographic, I think, with this. With yeah, this, with if this a kid stumbles, 
if a kid happily stumbles upon this show, it would probably be like us watching old like war propaganda from the 1930s. <laughs> huh? Was that life? <laughs> it's, a, it's, almost it. like, it's weird how when you go to like the 1990s, it's almost like us watching something from the 1800s. I mean, it's just like, it's just <laughs> yeah, I'm like, God, look at the look at the funny clothes. Like, Why are they talking that way? Or, or like a silent. What movie is going on? They, they might as well be watching a silent movie from the 1920s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's probably what it feels like. Yeah, they're like uh, ah. Uh, but anyway, the the last note I have is Don Cheadle. Uh, now Don Cheadle, I went through his IMDb as well, and he'd done a couple things I think up until this point. Yeah, um, a couple very small character roles in some decently sized movies, but um, this was probably his first long long term role, uh, main character on a sitcom kind of thing. Even though it only lasted a year, and then mm-hmm. he. He also hit a few character roles in the mid-90s before he became Don Cheadle. I think he becomes Don Cheadle with Buck Swope and Boogie Nights. I think that's really – that's when that's people – that's off. when most people knew, figured out who Don Cheadle was. Uh-huh. But he he was in some things. Uh-huh. I mean, he wasn't um, – can you remember anything that he was in? Um, he was on an episode of Night Court. Oh, Okay. I remember it. It was with the episode where Roz has to go to anger management. And uh-huh. uh, it, for some reason, in that, the, the whole group, like her coworkers, Harry and John, um, not John, Dan, everybody, they all go to, with the, to the anger management with Roz. And then Don Cheadle is like a young kid. And he's like, goes in there to hold them hostage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very 80s. Yeah, plot a very premise, uh, he goes yeah. in there because, but he's young, and then he Roz tells everyone to go, and of course she. It's like a serious moment on night court when Roz talks him down from because he's a kid trying to like hold him at gunpoint or something. So, so that, 19, I re, that's the first time I ever saw him. That was nineteen eighty eight, so he would have been in his early twenties when that came out. Um. But yeah, he was on. Uh, he was in Hamburger Hill. He was uh, played a recurring character. No, he was in a couple episodes of things like Fresh Prince. Um, but anyway, yeah, he he definitely. I mean, apart from Hamburger Hill, he really wasn't in um, in any big movies. So I thought maybe there was one other movie he was in. All right, so I, I'm a big fan. out of ten blue hairs. Out of 10 blue hair nets or blue hairs? We'll go with blue hairs. Uh, out yeah, of 10 blue, blue hairs. hairs. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say I was a big fan of Golden Girls. I thought that was a really well done show. Very funny. It, it was really good. They had some really awesome jokes throughout that series. Yep. And I liked the characters. So when these characters, I remember watching this show in its first run. When this, when, when this show was spun off. Now, I don't think I watched more than maybe half an episode, but. Um, I think I did sort of give it a, I think I gave it a spin just to sort of see, kind of saw and um, didn't like it really. But out of 10 blue hairs, I'd go four, four out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard pressed to go above four. <laughs> yeah. What about you? <laughs> Maybe five if you want to give them an effort, like, cause it does have that lingering golden girls thing. And there's a couple of jokes in there that, 
will get you a, maybe a slight chuckle, you know, it's, yeah. it's it could have revamped itself, but I think the magic was gone basically. So how about, how about, like, how about this? How about four blue hairs out of 10, five margaritas out of 10, uh, okay. non-alcoholic margaritas out of 10. Yeah. So we'll, it's gotta be non-alcoholic cause it's not that fun. So we'll, <laughs> we'll settle on four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. And the, and the, the, the half right. is is due mostly to the professionalism of Don Cheadle. Uh, yeah. Interesting note. So when I was reading through this, kind of le- learning a little bit about it, I stumbled on an article that was that came out about a month after Betty White died, and it was from one of the casting directors from the Golden Girls, and it turns out. Everybody hated Betty White on the show. <laughs> B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, and do you know why? Because I think I read something like, but I don't remember. Apparently, <sighs> Betty White was freaking mean. Like she would make fun of them, like uh, all the time, always like making fun of them, and. There was this one story of how Estelle Getty, who ended up passing away, not. That not not I mean maybe ten years after ten fifteen years after uh, this show uh, she developed some she she got she had some disease that affected her memory and so she during the sh- the the filming of the show she was starting to lose her memory and, and Golden Girls too and so she was forgetting some of her lines and so Betty White would make fun of her to the to the studio audience in between takes like she would joke about her forgetting the lines. And so like, apparently like, but kind of in a mean way. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they apparently they all hated her. Now I don't know if all that's true, but that's what, um, that's, I that's think I read story. something like that too. It'd be interesting to know if that was really the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I always yeah. thought that Betty White seemed pretty nice, but apparently everybody hated her. Um, well, I guess the, the, uh, you know, she was lovable up until the end, as far as the nation goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but of course, but, you know, we didn't, uh, none of us had to work with her. Yeah. We didn't have to work with her. Yeah, we just got to see her in some show. Well, uh, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> thank, thank you for being a friend. Uh, and thank you for for watching the golden uh, the golden palace. Thank you for watching. Have a strong weekend. We'll go with that. How about that? Uh, if you want, <laughs> if you want to follow us on any social media, you can. You can go to Have a Strong Weekend. We're on Instagram. You can go to our Facebook Listeners Society, which is Josh and Drew's Cocktails and Dreams, where we have uh, an open Facebook chat where you can leave comments, and of course, you can leave comments down below on our YouTube page. Have a strong weekend. So subscribe, why don't you? And we will see you next time. <laughs>